Welcome to the first episode of the Redeeming the Time podcast. I would like to start by playing for you an audio recording that I made previously. In that recording, you will notice that I had no idea that I was going to completely redo all the branding and create a new website and all that. So first of all, listen to that and kind of get a glimpse into why it is that we're doing this. And then I will jump back in after you finish listening to that. the smartest thing I've ever done or the dumbest thing I've ever done. I have been working with a buddy on trying to find a cool way to explore new ideas. So if you're familiar with my Facebook page, I operate the Christ-Centered Commentaries on Daily Living. That's what I named it. And that is where I have put my articles on multiple occasions. And I do like writing those. I like writing the articles. They're actually really cool. I get to explore new ideas and kind of set up for a career that I've been working on in pastoral ministry, youth pastor. We'll figure that out later. But the articles have been a really good way to explore some pretty cool ideas. I have done Bible studies. I've done topical studies. The first one I wrote was on homosexuality. I wrote that because I had started to notice some church trends that I wasn't happy about. And that's still why I tend to write, is because I either see something that's weak and I want to strengthen it, or just get really fired up about something otherwise. And I like to write about that kind of stuff. But I find that writing is really, really limited in what you can do with it. Uh, I learned at school recently that only a certain percentage, I forget what the exact percentage was, but it was lower, quite a bit lower than I thought, of communication, human communication, is actually made up of the words that you say. And if you think about how that makes sense, how is it that the words you say, the basic building block of your language, is such a small percentage of what you're trying to communicate, uh, when you think about texting, how many times have you had a situation where, now this happens in high school with teenagers all the time, how many times have you been in a situation where someone sends you a text and you're like, okay, so were they saying LOL, like LOL, or like LOL, or this time they used like seven exclamation points, but last time they used nine. Do we have a problem here? Are they upset at me? You know, something really gets lost in translation. It's like you take all this information, you take the 100% value information, you crunch it down into text form, and that takes up, I don't know, 30% of the information you're trying to get at. And then at the other end, they take that 30%, and they blow that 30% back up into 100. Is it the same? Not really. 
Stuff has been added in, substituted. You've lost information. You can't get it back. 30% is 30%. You can't have the whole thing. That's what it's like to write. When I write, I write in a voice in my head that I hear. So I read the word, but I'm reading more than the word that I wrote. I'm reading the way I said it, the context that I said it, the attitude. Those are things that you lose when you're reading. You have to be really careful when you're writing that the person at the other end understands what you're trying to say. That is not easy. And it's actually impossible. You cannot communicate as well with writing as you can with speech. And there is a second weakness to writing those articles. And that second weakness is they end up being really formal. They end up kind of almost being sermony. In fact, they're actually designed that way. In my head, I hear them as myself giving a sermon, which is questionable. I don't think so. Because usually it's me trying to teach the word of God, which is what a sermon is. So I don't think that's a problem that I use a lot of the same techniques that you would see in that. Uh, except you're not going to find any vocal techniques, but we've already discussed that. But the weakness is that they tend to be really formal. And I don't want them to be formal all the time. Sometimes I just want to get a discussion going. I feel like when you have something formal, you have to have like some sort of authority, which is the number one reason I don't write is because uh, I don't have any validation that I know what I'm talking about, aside from the fact that I'm talking about it. Like, hey, I've been to church for a long time, but like, so have most of the people who read those. So am I just like naturally smarter? I'm just boom, God given wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. No, probably not. And so while I am working towards getting some sort of a degree or certification or something else that can validate what I or back up that I at least know what I'm talking about and probably explain so that I do know what I'm talking about. I find it really difficult to say, okay, this is how it is. And when you're writing a sermon article, you have to kind of say that. You have to say, this is how it is. This is what it means. It's really hard to open up a discussion with words. I actually tried that uh, once or twice. I tried to be like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And then got dead silence on Facebook. Because no one's going to read it. You can't really put up like something super personal and then expect that people are going to read it, hear the emotion in it, and then somehow respond to it in a good way. It's not conversational. No matter what, when you try to write, uh, it's really, really hard to mimic human conversation because, again, so much of what is human communication is not just the words. It's tone of voice, it's volume, it's build up, it's so many other things that you can't play around with with words. So if I want to have something conversational, I want to have something discussional that's just not authoritative, that it's just I'm thinking, I'm looking at this, here's what I see, what do you see? This might be a better way to do it. And so I kind of bounce this off uh, a buddy who might end up joining in on one of these, probably more than one of these, actually. The intent is to perhaps do this a lot. I don't know if it's going to be weekly or what, but he's a little occupied at the, poem, at the moment, and I'm not, so I'm doing a test run. But let's do a podcast. This uh, friend of mine, Mac, we talk a lot, all day, actually, generally. Right now, he's halfway across the world, which means that he... <laughs> <laughs> means we don't talk all day because he'd never sleep or I wouldn't never sleep and we both really really like sleep so anyways we talk a lot and we talk about this that and the other thing I mean the things that we talk about and have been talking about for years you you would never guess it's just all the time it's something new it's something crazy it's something wild and we had really really intense discussions over the past 
jeez, uh, six, seven years I've known him. That's um something that's kind of been limited to us. Just we think it and we have this super cool discussion and we say, wow, I wish other people thought like this or at least would give this much attention to so and so much problem. And that's the end of it. We, we finished talking about it. And what else is it going to do? It's in a private message. Like, it's not going to go out. It's not necessarily going to get other people fired up. So maybe now we're smarter because we discussed it. But what about everybody else? And that's not to say that, like, everything we have to say is worth listening to. However, uh, moving forward, we're going to have to make the assumption that what we're saying is somehow worth listening to. And I think it's because we think differently. I don't think it's because we're necessarily smarter or wiser than anybody else. But we really think conceptually and we ask why a lot. I think how often you ask why is a pretty good measure of, I guess, I don't know, intelligence. I don't think IQ is a good way to measure it. Like one person is smarter than somebody else, but maybe one person thinks about the background more than somebody else. And I think Mac and I think about the background quite a bit. We want to understand why so that we can apply it best. And when that goes into scripture and the daily faith walk, I mean, that's why I named the page Commentaries on Daily Life. I didn't, haven't really done that, but the goal was for it to be practical. I don't just want theoretical stuff. I'm not a theologian. I don't want to understand, like, what shape is God? That is so irrelevant to anything that anyone's ever going to bring up in daily life. I want practical skills here. And sometimes that means digging deep in what did this mean? But in the end, it always has the same result. What does it mean for us and what we do here? And Mac and I have had a lot of those conversations. And I think people would benefit from that. And so I want to actually see how this is going to go. So I don't know what we're going to talk about. One thing we've talked about is we want to discuss abortion. Because that's a pretty hot topic right now. Uh, I've got one that I would like to do that I should probably practice before I just record. But... I want to talk about music, what kind of music we listen to. And I don't have to be an authority on that. Again, that's what makes this so special is I don't have to necessarily know everything about what I'm talking about. I just have to know something. I just have to bring up points and say, okay, here's something I've observed. What do you think about this? And then people can listen to it and then they get to choose whether or not what I said was worth listening to. I don't have to be authoritative. I don't have to say, this is the way it is. This is the music you should listen to. And it's DC talk and nothing since 2012. It's just, you hear it like a discussion, like, hey, that at least got me thinking. You don't have to learn something if it just made you think. You thought, hey, maybe he's onto something. Maybe I should spend some time thinking on that. You know, and a podcast is a really good way to do that. No one wants to sit down and read a 20-page article with their coffee in the morning. You know, they're scrolling through Facebook. They see this thing that this kid wrote. And uh, it's probably good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, good writer. Good writer. Uh, but it's really long, so I just kind of skimmed through it. <laughs> I, I know that's the truth. I know that's 90% of the people who've ever read those articles, which is yet another limitation. So I want to try and do this. This is something you can listen to in the car. This is something you can listen to while you're doing your laundry, while you're cooking dinner, while you're probably not while you're doing homework. You should be putting your thought into your homework, but while you're just doing stuff, while you're just lying around. So that's something that I think is important that people should listen to and at least interact, at least think on things. I think if we thought about things and talked about things more often, they would get handled a little better. We don't all have to be experts on everything all the time, but I mean, like, look politically. I think one of the biggest issues the country is facing, and I'm certainly not alone in this, is actually very few of the major social issues we have, except how we deal with social issues. America's really, really bad at that right now. So 
dialogue is important. I don't think people realize how important dialogue is. You need to be able to talk about things. I've been talking with a coworker. Every time I work with her, we're having these huge discussions that we disagree on everything. I mean, politics, religion, there, there's very few things that we have agreed on. Uh, and one of them is actually that people aren't very good at talking about it. And we made it our business to be good about talking about it. You know, we'd get fired up, but we weren't fired up at each other as much as we were fired up about each other's ideas and the way we thought about things. That's important. That's how you deal with things. That's how you learn. That's how you grow is with other people and through discourse. So that's something I kind of want to foster here. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish this or upload this, but I probably will. And I think I'm going to record a podcast on worship music. And I'm going to try not to get too into that right now. But the idea here, and if you, this is just consider this a trailer for what you're going to listen to, a little bite size to decide if you want to jump into this or not. The reason I want to talk about worship music is that I don't think worship music and the stuff you hear on like Air One, K-Love, the stuff that Spotify is going to feed you, even the stuff that you're hearing in church is necessarily good just because it calls itself worship music. And I want to kind of dive into that. Not that I'm, I know nothing. As far as actual musical stuff, I cannot read sheet music. I cannot, I know nothing, absolutely nothing about music. And I know very little about poetry too. So I don't have to be an expert on this, at least. I can just bring up what I see and I can see how things relate to Christian topics. I can say, hey, this is weird. Why, why do we listen to this song? Because that has really big theological issues. This can actually lead someone to have problems if we're thinking the way this song is trying to get us to think. And so that's what I just want to talk about. I don't have to be an expert on that. And I hope you don't think I'm an expert on that. That's never the point is that I'm worth listening to because I'm smart. I'm just hoping you think I'm worth listening to because I think. So look forward to hearing that maybe. I, I won't upload this and I unless I at least upload something else. And I don't know how I'm going to upload this. I hope that it works. It might not even sound good. This might sound like trash. I don't have a microphone. I have a laptop. So we'll see how much I can touch it up in a free audio editing software. But if you do happen to see this, then I will likely attach it with a link to another podcast. And that's just going to be me talking. Just a dude talking about stuff. And hopefully someday it'll be two dudes talking about stuff. So yeah. Go listen to that, and I will see you there, hopefully with some notes about what I'm going to talk about. Well, that was a fun little journey down memory lane, but obviously there was a lot that I was not aware of at the time of that recording. So after doing that and looking into podcasting a little bit more, it became evident that I really, really just needed to create my own website, not try to use a cloud system or something else like that. And so with that, I decided, okay, if I'm going to turn this into a really, really big project, I'm just going to go in full frontal force. So what this turned into is a total rebrand. I'm repurposing the original Facebook page that I named there. So what used to be Christ-centered commentaries on daily life is now the new brand, Redeeming the Time. So I like to say that I came up with the name for some super amazing spiritual reason, and that's actually not 
The real reason was that I designed a logo for Christ-centered that had a circle of smaller circles going around the cross. And then when I decided I didn't want to use the old brand, I wanted to do a rebrand and I didn't know what to call it. I needed something that would easily fit the logo because I'm lazy and I didn't want to redo it. So what I came up with was a clock and I was like, hey, redeeming the time. That's a verse from Ephesians. So we'll do that and use that. But what it turned into is I actually really, really like that name because the whole reason that I started that original Facebook page, Christ Centered and all that, and the reason that I'm doing Redeeming the Time now is because I have time and I want to use it. So I didn't just want to sit around and wait until I'm done college to start doing something. And the opportunity isn't just going to present itself. So I'm carving one out. I'm going to make use of the little time that I do have. And so there comes the name. That's not what it started out. It started out being kind of lazy, but that's really what it boils down to. And so I've created some more logos for that. And you'll notice that I have a website created by Squarespace. I have now created a Twitter account to match the Facebook. I have renovated the Facebook. Hopefully by now that will have changed. I've been having some technical difficulties dealing with Facebook in that one because they don't want me to do a name change for the page, but I'm sure they'll give it to me soon. There's probably going to be a YouTube channel on the way, although I don't know what kind of content is going to be on there. I have zero ability to do video editing or recording or anything like that. And the main big difference is that now there is podcasting. So I will likely not be the only person that's on this. There will be others. But for now, it's just going to be me in a closet talking to my laptop. So you should be able to listen to this podcast three different ways, okay? One way is going to be on Google Podcasts. The other way is going to be on Apple Podcasts, and the final way is going to be on the actual website, and I have not finalized a domain for that, so I'm not going to put that into this, but it will be in the description by the time you read it. You will see the link to the website. So while I'm talking about the website, uh, and by the way, you can totally subscribe to either the uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts version, but if you are on the Redeeming the Time website, I'm going to give you a little tour now. So up near the top under my logo, you'll see a tab that says articles. Articles is the homepage. That's where I'll be posting any future articles uh, that I write. Plus, I'll be posting up any of the old articles that I really liked. I won't do all of them, but my favorites will go up there. Then you'll see the podcast tab. That's where you can listen to these podcasts on site. Next, you'll see the resources tab, which is where I put up any resources that uh, we use, including the Bible Project, which is a wonderful resource that I use for Bible studies. Plus, you'll see audio nautics there. That is where we got the wonderful music to operate this podcast. And you'll also see a link there to the music that we listen to. And I'm not going to go into detail about that, because if you listen to the next podcast, you'll actually hear all about why that playlist is there. So I recommend listening to the next episode of the podcast, which is Christian Music, which I have already recorded, and the audio is going to sound different than this one. But uh, I am working towards getting more podcasts out and towards normalizing the audio a little bit and towards not sounding so congested, because yay spring. All right, I'm not going to bore you with too much more in this introduction. 
So if you are listening to this, there should already be at least one more episode of a podcast you can listen to, but I'm hoping to have two. And I'll have my own domain and also an updated Facebook and Twitter page, at least so far. So consider this your little homework to go and follow everything that's relevant to you, subscribe on whatever podcast service you use, and I will see you the next time I record. In the meantime, enjoy this wonderful outro music by audionautics.com.